0: All right. Welcome to season 3 of the Microbudget Independent Filmmakers podcast. Y'all, this is our final season. We made it to our final season of this podcast. I'm so excited because this season we are focusing on getting your film out into the world. That said, we have an announcement. We have a Twitter page I'm so excited about our Twitter page because we were connecting with so many independent filmmakers on Instagram. We decided to give our podcast a home. So it has an official page on Twitter. Follow us at underscore microbudget budget pod. Uh, we've connected with so many filmmakers across the globe. Filmmakers in Canada, filmmakers in London who have tweeted us and said how useful this podcast has been. So we're really excited to continue connecting with you all. Follow us on Twitter, underscore micro pod. So today we are getting into distributing your film. We've talked about marketing. Now we have to get into distribution. And this is, again, one of my favorite parts of filmmaking. Let's get into it. So what is distribution? I'll start with the definition. Distribution is the action of sharing something out among a number of recipients. And the interesting thing about distributing your film is that it gets really technical. And it could also be really, really tiresome and tedious if you don't have your distribution materials outlined and prepared beforehand. So this episode is all about what you need to have ready for film festivals and for streaming sites when they're like, we want to premiere your film, we want to distribute your film, these are the materials that we need from you and this is also coming from personal experience since january my films have been accepted into seven different festivals and with working a full-time job and also making films it's a lot to keep up with when they're like we need all these distribution materials from you i would be scrambling if i didn't have all of these materials lined up ready to go ready to send so We'll start off with film festivals. These are the materials that film festivals are going to ask from you once your film is selected. First of all, your marketing materials. They will need your poster, which is the face of your film. They will need your log line. We talked about your log line in the previous episode, which is a one sentence overview of what your film is about, and that's usually when film festivals select your film, they'll post the poster and then they'll put the log line either right next to it or right under the poster. So that's the first thing that people see. They're also going to ask for a synopsis. So a synopsis is, can be anywhere from one to two paragraphs, and it kind of dives deeper into maybe the characters, the plot, the arc, gives a little bit more of an overview of your film. Um, film stills. That's also something that they're going to need because usually film festivals have social media pages where they want to actually post either trailers, film stills, clips from your film. Another thing they'll ask for is the director bio and the director headshot. Have all of those things ready. Your poster, your log line, your synopsis, film stills and director bio. Um, Again, in season three's workbook, I put examples for... I put examples for two of my films with marketing and distribution materials. Um, So those are the first things that I like to have packaged and ready to go. And every single one of the seven festivals have asked for all of these things. So once you're done with your film, once you're in post-production, I would say start to gather these things. Start to put all of this together because once you submit it to festivals, it's going to be really nice to have it all handy. Another thing that film festivals will ask for outside of your marketing materials is your film files, actual downloadable links to your films. Now, back in the day, it was usually shipping a DVD. Sometimes, when there's really, really large film files, they might actually have you ship a hard drive, but in my experience, majority of film festivals are okay with sending downloadable links. the easiest format to actually compress your film into a file that is pretty small and easily transferable is H.264. That's an MP4 file. Um, if you are not editing your film and you're working with an editor and they ask you, you know, how do you need this film exported? Tell them you need it in an H.264 MP4 file. Um, usually if they send a QuickTime file that's a pretty large file so you might have trouble actually um transferring and sending your film another thing to note with film files most festivals given that we're in a pandemic are online so they are going to need files that can be uploaded easily to a streaming site and usually they need smaller files to do so usually under 10 gigabytes um, when I export films, they're usually under five. That's my benchmark. So again, make sure you have your downloadable film files and make sure they are H.264. I would stay away from QuickTime files because those are much lar- larger and harder to transfer. Lastly, closed captioning. Um, in season... Y'all, I forgot. No, season one's workbook. <laughs> so many workbooks. Season one's workbook, I put uh, my resource for closed captioning, and I make sure that all of my films have closed caption files. Most times, film festivals, when they ask for closed captioning, will ask for SRT files. So if you have somebody who's doing the closed captioning and they're like, what kind of files do you need? I always go with SRT files. You also want to confirm with the film festival that those are the files that they need because there's TXT files. There's a couple different files of closed captioning that you can choose from. Most commonly, it's going to be SRT files. Um, So to recap, when it comes to distributing your films to festivals, your film gets in, it's selected. These are the materials you want to have ready to go. Your marketing materials, which is your poster, logline, synopsis, film stills, director, bio, and headshot film files, which are downloadable links. I recommend H.264 files, MP4 files, less than five gigabytes, and closed captioning. So again, this gets really technical. This gets real tedious, y'all, but having a folder with all of this ready to go for my films, when my films are selected and they're like, hey, filmmaker, congratulations, send over these 37 million things, all I'm doing is copying and pasting. All I'm doing is adding a folder. That's with film festivals. Let's talk about with streaming sites because when it comes to streaming sites, they're going to ask for these marketing materials, but one thing they also will have you sign is a contract. The contract is a licensing agreement. And there's two different types of licensing agreements that they will present to you. There's either a non-exclusive agreement or there's an exclusive agreement. Non-exclusive agreement means that while this film is distributed on this particular platform, it can be distributed anywhere else. There's no limit to where else you can put it. You can have it on this platform and you can have it on 12 other platforms. does not matter. An exclusive agreement means that it is exclusive to that platform only. That the platform that you are licensing your film to is the only platform where you can put your film. And I don't think that one is better than the other, I think it depends on the circumstance. For my educational documentary, I'm working with an exclusive educational library distributor. That was fine for me, that was okay. I didn't necessarily need my film distributed on multiple different platforms because they had the reach that I wanted. They had the audience that I wanted and that was okay for me to sign that exclusive agreement. A lot of my short films are on uh, streaming sites that have non-exclusive agreements. And again, it's it's not always cut and dry. It's not always the exact same agreements that you're looking at. Some agreements are exclusive for one year and then they go into non-exclusive for a four year period for a total of five year licensing agreement. Some platforms are non-exclusive and then will offer you exclusive if it reaches a number of streams. It all depends, but when you are distributing your film to platforms, you want to make sure that you understand the terms of the licensing agreement, how long this is, uh, how long the film is going to be licensed to this platform for. You want to understand what happens if you want to break this agreement. There is some platforms that will charge you a fee for taking your film away from the platform. Other streaming sites have no penalty at all for breaking a contract. Again, understand your agreement. Two things to keep in mind when it comes to um, picking distributors for your film and selecting what streaming sites and what platforms would be the best fit. Number one, make sure you have an out. When, When you look at these contracts, make sure you understand how long the term is for. Make sure that there's not a ridiculous penalty if you want to break the contract. Make sure you protect yourself and understand the terms of the contract In addition to that, you can absolutely say no to a distributor if it's not a good fit for your film. Remember, when it comes to marketing your film, it's about identifying the target audience. Does this distributor have the reach to the audience that would resonate to my film? That should be the primary question. That should be the first thing that you ask yourself when you're figuring out if this is a distributor you wanna work with or maybe it's not a good fit. And always remember that you can say no you absolutely can say no. So to wrap it all up, distributing your film is actually a really exciting thing. It's It means that Platforms want to showcase your work. It means that film festivals have selected your work, but you can't neglect the logistics of this process as well. You wanna have your materials together and ready to go. You wanna be thorough with your contracts and you wanna make sure that you are selecting partners and platforms that are best suited for your film. Just like season one and just like season two, season three has a workbook. Shout out to everybody who's purchased season one and two's workbook. This season's workbook has a COVID production guide, marketing and distribution film examples from two of my film projects, as well as a tax write-off cheat sheet and a branding guide for you as a filmmaker. Make sure that you email ztpmifpodcast at gmail.com if you want the workbook. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.